This is a Flashbooks audio summary on Bold, how to go big, create wealth, and impact the world, written by Peter Diamandis and Stephen Kotler. In Bold, you'll learn the ins and outs of using exponential technologies, moonshot thinking, and crowd-powered tools to create extraordinary wealth while also making a positive impact on the lives of billions of people around the world. A quick overview of bold before we jump into the big ideas. A fundamental question that all companies face is how to grow their business and how to grow it fast. So how do you do it? According to the authors, Peter Diamandis and Stephen Kotler, we've got to be bold. A bold company is a company that has unlocked the power of exponential growth. This book summary explains how technology enables new kinds of exponential growth. The emergence of a global online community has opened up possibilities for growth that just 20 years ago was almost impossible. Crowdsourcing, crowdfunding, and other ways of tapping into this community's power can rocket a startup from the old, old school way of thinking to a pinnacle of success that we could have never dreamed of not too long ago. Big idea number one, the power of exponential growth. You, me, and everyone else on the planet wouldn't even exist today if it weren't for a massive asteroid slamming into the earth and wiping out the dinosaurs for good. Today, we're watching an equally massive asteroid, except this time, it's not hitting into the earth, it's expanding out of it. What's it called? Exponential technology. And like that fateful asteroid, exponential technology will wipe out today's dinosaurs, that is, all lumbering, innovation-resistant companies that are stuck in the old-school industrial age methodology. According to the authors, exponential organizations, companies, and businesses have six things in common. Diamandis and Kotler refer to them as the six Ds of exponentials. Here they are. Number one, digitalization. Number two, deception. Number three, disruption. Number four, demonetization. Number five, dematerialization. And number six, democratization. We'll dive into the details of what each of these entail as we move along into the next big ideas. Big idea number two. What makes exponential technology so powerful? Quote, once a process or product transitions from physical to digital, it becomes exponentially empowered. Unquote. Our understanding of exponential technological growth was first formulated by Gordon Moore, founder of Intel, who noticed that the number of transistors on integrated circuits consistently doubled about every 12 to 24 months. This trend of exponential growth is called Moore's Law. To understand how Moore's Law affects our world, consider that our smartphones are a million times cheaper and a thousand times more powerful than a supercomputer from 1970. That's not that long ago. When a medium or technology is digitized, like when photography changed from images on physical film to images stored as ones and zeros, its growth became exponential. 
After digitization, photography achieved such profuseness and popularity that companies were soon willing to fork out huge amounts of money to get in on the action. Facebook, for example, bought Instagram for a billion dollars. Exponential technology. In addition to bringing us neat gadgets like smartphones and iPhones and iPads, is democratizing the power to change the world. 3D printing, for example, is furthering the democratization of manufacturing. Thanks to 3D printing, manufacturing a new car design no longer requires the building of an entirely new factory. With the right resources, almost anyone can do it. Today, most cars have 3D printed parts, and an entire car can now be printed on one site in one day. On a smaller scale, some experts think that 3D printers will be a sound investment for individual households. A 3D printer can quickly manufacture enough products to pay for itself, too. And if we each owned one, it would irreversibly change the world of manufacturing. Big idea number three. Leverage exponential technology to create lots of business opportunities. Quote, recognizing when a technology is exiting the trough of disillusionment and beginning to rise up the slope of enlightenment is critical for entrepreneurs. Unquote. These days, getting ahead as an entrepreneur means knowing which exponential technologies are on the verge of wide availability. One such technology, artificial intelligence, will soon be ubiquitous in our daily lives. And some of these machines are already well on their way to near-human sophistication. For example, Ray Kurzweil, the co-founder of Singularity University, is developing AI with natural language understanding. In other words, he's teaching computers to understand subtle nuances in spoken and written languages. His success can have massively profound consequences. If we could ask complex questions of machines whose responses would be formulated based not only on logical intelligence, but on emotional intelligence as well, AI's ability to understand the world might equal or even surpass that of human beings. In fact, Kurzweil says that machines could potentially be outsmarting us by 2029. Another exponential technology verging on ubiquity is sensor technology. A sensor is pretty much any device that detects information, temperature or vibration or that on your iPhone, the little sensor for your camera. When connected to a network, these sensors can then transmit this information to us. As the price of sensors decreases, the only limit on how we might put them to use is our imagination. And with each technological advance, the number of sensors increases. To get an idea of how many sensors there are, imagine taking all of the world's iPads and iPhones and laying their sensors out on the ground. In 2012, the total area covered by these sensors was about the size of 2,000 football fields. Three years after that, in 2015, that coverage gets three times bigger. That's enough sensors to cover half of Manhattan. With the growing availability of sensors comes new opportunities to innovate. On a small scale, for example, there are now kits that actually enable your houseplants to tweet when they need to be watered, 
or beer mugs that have sensors built into them that can tell you how much you've had to drink during Oktoberfest, for instance. There's so many ideas that you can think of that you can take in so many different directions and so many different ways and so many different potential businesses that the possibilities are really infinite. Big idea number four, finishing projects faster than ever with skunk methodology. Quote, if you're not embarrassed by the first version of your product, you've launched too late. Unquote. In 1944, German fighter jets ranged the skies above Europe, and the U.S. lacked the technology to help the Allies fight back. Then came Skunk Works, a small group of engineers and mechanics with freedom to design military jets however they wanted to. It became an instant success. In just 143 days, Skunk Works presented the United States with its first military jet, and they did it in seven days ahead of schedule. Most contractors can't even get all their paperwork together that quickly. The team went on to build some of the world's most famous aircraft, including the U-2 and the Nighthawk stealth fighters. These developments helped the U.S. maintain a position of power during the Cold War and inspired many companies that wanted to be innovative and bold to create their own Skunk Works systems. Steve Jobs, for example, built the first Macintosh by leasing a small building and filling it with a team of 20 incredibly talented and intelligent designers. You know the rest of that story. Skunk methodology facilitates bold, exponential entrepreneurship by setting a clear goal, isolating the team from corporate bureaucracy, and then supporting a state of flow. Quick side note, Flow is a peak state of consciousness that makes us feel phenomenal and allows us to perform at an equally high level while we engage in an activity of some sort, like work, in sports, while making art, writing, speaking, etc. Imagine doing something that you love so much that time seems to stop while you do it. You forget about everything else except for the activity at hand. That's what it feels like to be in a state of flow. To learn more about Flow, look up the book summary on Flow by Mihai Chitsit Mihai at the Flashbooks homepage. Back to the summary. The man who devised Skunk Works, Clarence Kelly Johnson, worked by a set of rules that gave his team a clear goal. He also provided them with the isolation they needed to work really well. Unbound by corporate convention, his team experimented unrestrainedly and achievements failures, and insights rapidly succeeded one another. The ability to quickly develop good ideas is exactly what skunk methodology is all about, and entrepreneurs hoping to use it need to give themselves the freedom to completely immerse themselves in their work. Doing so will help them enter that state of flow we just mentioned, which will enhance their concentration and drive them towards incredibly high levels of energy efficiency, and innovation. Big idea number five. To go big, you need to have super credibility. To pull off any kind of grand, bold idea, you're going to need support. You'll need to surround yourself with many people who don't just believe in your idea, but 
find it so exciting, get so enthusiastic about it, that they want to become involved. They want to be part of it. And to win people over, your idea will need super credibility. To get an idea of what this takes, consider that the author and his partner Eric Anderson devoted three years to developing the credibility of their company, Planetary Resources, which specializes in asteroid mining. They kept the company a secret during this time and did their utmost to give their idea credibility. One way they did this was by gathering a group of billionaire investors willing to put their money and names behind the project. By the time the company launched, these super smart businessmen, with the help of some highly qualified space engineers, had made the project not only credible, but super credible. But it doesn't necessarily take billionaires and brainiacs to bestow super credibility upon any idea or project. These three simple steps can get you there as well. Start with those who've already seen you succeed. Slow down and stage your idea. Back when the author was in college and without investment connections, he still managed to turn his bold dream, opening the space frontier, into a reality. He was so frustrated that NASA was such an insular agency, only offering military industrial jobs, so he founded Students for the Exploration and Development of Space, acronym SEDS, S-E-D-S. His success with SEDS gave him enough credibility for the next step, slowing down enough to take the time to organize a conference where the idea of creating an international space university, ISU, could be discussed. What finally gave the project super credibility and made ISU a reality was the way in which information was presented. At the conference, a detailed plan of what ISU would actually look like was laid out by the much more experienced and credible advisors to the project. It's crucial that you do your research and present all of it extremely well and extremely simply without sacrificing its power and presentation. Big idea number six, be passionate and optimistic. Quote, autonomy is the desire to steer our own ship. Mastery is the desire to steer it well. And purpose is the need for the journey to mean something. If you want to learn about the mindset required to build world-changing, multi-billion dollar companies, it's necessary to look at successes from the past. By turning to some of the most remarkable entrepreneurs of our time, we can learn what kinds of psychological strategies exponential entrepreneurship actually requires. Take Elon Musk, for example, the serial entrepreneur who reinvented banking and built four multi-billion dollar companies, PayPal, the automotive company Tesla Motors, the aerospace company SpaceX, and the power generation company Solar City. He's relentless in pursuing long-term goals and always approaches new projects with enthusiasm. 
Musk considers the crucial secrets to his success to be his passion, his purpose, and his optimistic approach to his own creativity. After studying business and physics in college, he failed to land a job at Netscape, which he considered to be the only interesting internet company around. But instead of letting this get him down, he simply began to learn coding himself and started Zip2, an application that allowed companies to post content online, such as directory listings, maps, and so on and so forth. This startup was so successful that Compaq eventually bought it for $370 million. Another example of the do-it-yourself optimist is Sir Richard Branson. A notorious rebel known for his boldness, Branson maintained an indomitable attitude that led to countless adventures. He founded both Virgin Music, which he turned into one of the biggest record companies in the world, and of course, Virgin Airlines. Branson's driven by his pursuit of fun, and this has become his driving principle when he started his businesses under the Virgin brand. Maybe that explains why he started some 400 new business ventures. His rationale is that if something is fun for him, like a quality airline that makes people say wow, then it's probably going to be fun for everybody else too. Big idea number seven. Leverage the power of crowdsourcing. To make a startup grow exponentially requires leverage, the type of leverage that's found in the power of crowdsourcing. Crowdsourcing is basically when you take a function once performed by employees and after making an open call for assistance, outsourcing it to a large and often anonymous network of people. These networks began to take shape when unemployed designers looking for things to do, started hanging out and around on the internet. In fact, these cyber job hunters were the catalyst of crowdsourcing in the first place. In 2000, two 19-year-olds realized they could tap into this crowd of talent by hosting weekly t-shirt design competitions. They'd award the winner $1,000 and then sell t-shirts bearing the winning design on their site. Within a few years, Threadless.com, the venture that we just described, was earning more than $20 million a year. Crowdsourcing has since then diversified into all kinds of commercial applications, from 99designs, which allows users to submit a design need, for instance, a new logo, and then provides a platform for the crowd to compete for business, and then there's also Gango.com, which offers crowdsourced human translators. For only a few thousand dollars, crowdsourcing can help an entrepreneur, like you maybe, turn an idea into a multi-million dollar company, and all from the comfort of your own home. An entrepreneur named Simon Clausen is a prime example of this. Simon built an antivirus company called PC Tools by crowdsourcing the first iteration of his antivirus app. An Indian company charged $1,000 to make the program for Simon's app, and once that was done, he was off to the races. Want to take a wild guess how much his company was worth when he sold it? $100 million. 
Yep. Today, platforms for crowdsourced work are everywhere. Do you need to get some designing stuff done for your website as quickly and cheaply as possible? Go to Fiverr.com and hire a contractor from their online marketplace for just five bucks. Do you have a large-scale project that requires different skill sets and several steps to complete? Go to Freelancer.com and hire a contractor that's got some industry-specific knowledge to help you finish your project successfully. Crowdsourced platforms are everywhere. Big idea number eight. Crowdfunding can help you raise capital, too. Until recently, many of the world's big challenges were off-limits to the average person, because tackling these issues required a lot of capital to do so. Today, though, you don't need to be wealthy to be successful as an entrepreneur. You just need to know how to use the tools that are available to you. Crowdfunding is one such exponential growth tool that lets anyone tap into the resources of potential supporters and customers. Crowdfunding platforms emerged in the mid-2000s and were used primarily by musicians and filmmakers who were looking for ways to fund their creative projects without relying on a major label or studio that might compromise their creative visions. In essence, crowdfunding entrepreneurs simply asked potential investors in the crowd for financial assistance. That's all it was and that's all it is. This can come in many forms donations or loans to be repaid with interest, or money, perhaps in return for stock or some other kind of incentive. With more than 700 crowdfunding sites on the web today, it's become a significant economic engine for practically every kind of project. Even non-traditional projects, such as PlusPool, are earning huge amounts of money via crowdsourcing. PlusPool raised more than $270,000 on the crowdfunding platform Kickstarter. Their project? To build a swimming pool that floats in the middle of the East River in New York. Crowdfunding is especially useful for entrepreneurs who are starting community-focused products and services. Having the community in mind allows them to fast-track projects with nothing more than a simple prototype to show off to potential investors. A common thread running through most crowdfunding projects is that the product or service aims to solve a problem or to tell a story relevant to a larger community. If you do one of those two things, you'll be up and able to get funding for almost anything you want, from films and art galleries to up-and-coming NGOs and soon-to-be-developed pieces of useful hardware. Big idea number nine. Build a community to help you overcome big problems. The crowd isn't the same as a community. The crowd represents every potential customer or supporter out there, whereas your community consists of those you pull from the crowd and with whom you develop a working relationship. With the help of a committed and capable community, you can tackle challenges that would be impossible to tackle all alone. Take Kevin Shawinsky, for example, a PhD in astrophysics who was 
identifying galaxies by searching through the data of Sloan Digital Sky Survey, a project aimed at exploring and mapping the universe. In order to aid him in his project, he developed an online community of astronomers called Galaxy Zoo, which has since gathered 250,000 interested people wanting to contribute to real science by going to the website and classifying galaxies. Topcoder, a company that hosts development contests, is another example. They post problems on their site, and then eager, competitive coders compete for prizes by submitting the most accurate solution in the least amount of time. The top coder community doesn't solve trivial problems either. In fact, they've solved problems for some impressively sizable companies as well. Companies like Best Buy, for example. So how do you build a community? Well, to do this, you'll have to play the role of a conversational caretaker. Communities should reinforce people's sense of identity by inspiring their participation in a meaningful conversation. As a conversational caretaker, your responsibility is to facilitate that conversation, a conversation about exactly what your community is going to look like. Building a community means identifying your mission, being clear about what you stand for, and then making sure that your community's members are engaged in its mission. But you also have to make sure they're actually engaging in the conversation. Rather than having a large group of mostly inactive lurkers, you should handpick the early members of your community, and engage these people in the community building process, asking for their input and feedback in order to create the most meaningful opportunities to participate in the conversation. Closing notes for bold. Main ideas and actionable insights. Firstly, entrepreneurial success depends on vision, a vision for the future. That's one of the main ideas in this book. Think long-term. Think about what could potentially be a problem in the future based on what you know about today and now. Next, focus your future vision on exponential technologies and how they can make an impact on the way we live and the way we work. Thank you for listening to this Flashbooks audio summary on BOLD. How to Go Big, Create Wealth, and Impact the World, written by Peter Diamandis and Stephen Kotler. Narrated by Dean Bukhari.